What is going on, friends? Welcome back to Forward Progress, live here on the Forward Progress YouTube channel, part of the Hammer Betting Network and powered by Pinnacle Sportsbook. I'm producer Jason, your host, every Friday on the Forward Progress YouTube channel alongside Jack Miller right below me from Establish the Run, John Legaza on my diagonal from The Athletic, and Matthew Freeman right beside me here uh, from The Fantasy Life. We're here to cover all of our favorite props heading into Sunday for this Week 14 NFL action. Uh, just quick reminder, quick things to get out of the way here before we start, guys. Smash that like button, hit that subscribe button. It does a lot for us in the algorithm if you haven't done that already. Uh, and if you're looking for some tips, some questions about some props that you're looking to play or haven't played or have played, drop them in the comment section down below. We'll get around to them towards the end of the show here. Uh, so yeah, if you do, if you're if you're listening live, make sure you do that. You need to be subscribed to chat along here. And then finally, if you're listening in audio form after the fact, please just drop a review. Uh, it leaves leave us a review it gives us a ton of help in the algorithm here and if it's a positive review drop it down below if it's not maybe just don't leave a review then anyways let's get on to things right here but before we do one more thing just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors over at pinnacle pinnacle is the world's sharpest sports book and available to betters in ontario pinnacle has been the world's sharpest sports book for 25 years offering competitive odds we love to preach line shopping on this channel with everyday competitive odds pinnacle should be one of your available outs you'll often find us looking through these props here and sometimes pinnacle has the best odds and again if you're looking to line shop pinnacle is your best source here if you want to support the show and you live in ontario make sure you use code hammer when signing up to pinnacle that's code hammer when signing up to pinnacle your trusted sportsbook for 25 years bet smart bet pinnacle must be 19 plus in ontario please play responsibly and not available in the u.s Let's jump right into things here, guys. The big big thing for uh, this week for me, it's, it's weather week, I guess. The first real uh, week of the season, we're going to see some crazy winds, some snow games potentially. So we're going to start off with one of those weather games here. Matt, you wanted to start off with the Houston-New uh, York game. Houston minus 3.5, minus 106 over at Pinnacle. Total sitting at 32.5, affected heavily by the weather here. Slightly juiced towards over minus 114. Uh, weather report said that there's probably a, a, a chance of rain winds up to 15 miles per hour with sustained gusts closer to 30 to wet in a breezy scenario here in uh, in in New York for this game. Matt, you're looking towards a quarterback here for your first prop bet of the night. Let's let's get right into it. Who do you got? Yeah, looking at C.J. Stroud over nine and a half rushing yards, and that is the pretty you know consensus number across the market there. And I just think it is simply too low. Uh, you mentioned mm -hmm. chance of rain. I think it's likelier than not we get some rain. You mentioned the gust here. And so C.J. Stroud, not an elite running quarterback, but he's certainly competent. And I think in this game, he's going to have extra incentive to scramble instead of throw, um, You know, given the weather situation. Uh, no tank Dell. I think also probably no Dalton Schultz in this game. He might play, but not a certainty that he's going to play. So, you know, with reduced receiving weapons, I think it's all the likelier we see him scramble just a little bit more. He's eight and four to the over this year on his rushing yardage prop, uh, 11.9 rushing yards per game. And then you look at the Jets defense, which has allowed opposing quarterbacks not like to run all over them, but you know, like quarterbacks can get it on the ground against the Jets. It's kind of like a feature of their defense under Robert Sala. Uh, this year, 23.9 yards uh, conceded on the ground to running quarterbacks. Last year, 19.2. And then Sala's first year with the team, 17.5. So 12 games this year, uh, and only three of those games has a starting quarterback not gone over nine and a half rushing yards against the Jets. So you kind of put all that together and I think this is just a number that's too low. I have it projected at 14.1, and I'd probably be willing to take it up to like 12 and a half. 
All right. Uh, yeah, market's shading around nine and a half here. We do see some ten and a halfs popping up across the board. Best price in market, obviously, over at Pinnacle. You can get a plus 100 there. Rest of the market looks to be at like around minus 115 to 120 here. So you're getting a lot of value uh, if you do have a Pinnacle Sportsbook account here. We're going to lock in that over nine and a half plus 100 over at Pinnacle. And like you mentioned there, uh, New York Jets left to give a lot up to the quarterback uh, through the running game. But uh, just, yeah, and uh, CJ Stroud, more of a statuesque quarterback. But We've seen him this year be able to move the, move the ball with his legs as well. Let's move on to the next game we got here. And uh, John, you wanted to talk about the Tampa Bay uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading into the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Falcons right now, minus one favorites, minus 124 over at Pinnacle. Totals at 41. Uh, I mean, this Tampa Bay D, they're, they're more of a pass funnel D and they have a ton of injuries, right? A couple guys on DNP that are some key pieces to this defense. We have Jamal Dean, Devin White, Vita Vea, all DNP. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday. couple more defensive injuries as well. You want to keep an eye on the injury report for this game for sure. It's going to be hard for this Tampa D to get fully healthy for Sunday. John, you're targeting uh, an Atlanta player for your prop, and you're looking at an over ladder. So why don't you lay it on us right now? Yeah, before I head overseas, let me just sign off really quick on Friedman saying they have Jets with the really high pressure rate, fourth worst in QB rush runs allowed. It's a function of the defense, so I think that's really sharp. You don't always need to look at QBs that run it. I think he's going to run because he's – He's super cerebral, man. I'm just the biggest mm. CJ Stroud fan. I can't believe that line is only three and a half. The line moved towards the Jets when they announced Zach Wilson was playing, which, again, is something I don't really understand. All right, give me Drake London, man. Got to love the Drake, right? Tampa Bay at Atlanta, so we want the Drake London reception ladder. Let's do some climbing. Base rate here, Jay, I found 46 and a half, so we got to get to 47. I also like the plus 75. That's plus 330. And I think I want to get a tenth of a unit on plus 100, 1025. We know that's in the repertoire there. Let's go get it, man. Okay, so he's gone over 50 yards in six of 10 games year to date. But more importantly, probably five of eight with Ritter. He's been the team leader in targets, receptions, receiving yards, and touchdowns, all the stuff that matters. 24% target per route run, nearly two yards per route run, and more than 12 yards per reception. Kind of checking all the boxes that we're looking for if we want a reception prop. Again, we know he could break a long one. 25% of the team targets, 32% of the team air yards, and 29% explosive receiving rate again. One tackle, we could get this one early. You mentioned the Tampa Bay defense really struggling with injuries. Not that they were any good beforehand. You're going to see heavy zone, heavy cover three. And you mentioned Dean out again. I think they're really going to struggle. Number ones have kind of torched them all year. Bucks have given up over 100 yards to, I guess, I don't know, all the initials. JJ, DJM, AJB, ARSB. Michael Pittman and even Noah Brown torched them. Their bottom 10 in EPA per dropback, bottom 10 in completions allowed per game, and yards per reception, bottom five in pass yards per game, bottom three in 20-yard completions. All the things that kind of add up to the Drake London thing, right? We're not really going to be touting Ritter to go for 350, but I think we'll get enough of it towards London. Again, we're going to need an explosive play, but hopefully that'll get us there. Although, to get to 47, we might be able to get there regularly, right? Like a four you know, a five for 50 or something could get us to the base wrong. And then the explosive, you know, hit hopefully get us over the top. So give me Drake London and the ladder. Hopefully we get to a hundred, man. I'd love to get back on track. It'd be nice to get to a hundred here. I'm going to play this ladder, uh, 70, uh, 20, 10 here. So 70, uh, to yeah, win cool. 70 on the 46 and a half over minus minus one ten. Cool. uh, 75 plus going to play that 20, uh, at plus three thirty here. And then the a hundred plus over a hundred, uh, receiving. Yeah, super sharp. Uh, Jay, Jay, let me just drop real quick. Five, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, just because ladders are becoming all the rage. But again, you know, if you could give people a pick, but if you don't execute it properly, you could lose. So I just want to be very clear, people. 
if there is one rule, because you should be kind of fine-tuning the dials to your own strategy, make sure that if you hit the base rung, the venture is a profit. That's the only rule that I think there should be. What you don't want to put yourself in a position is of hitting that first rung and it being a loser. That mm -hmm. should be where the math starts. For sure. And I'm going to throw to Matt. Matt, you wanted to touch on this, this, uh, this prop here quickly. So, yeah, I'll just throw it to you right now. Go ahead. Yeah, I like this one. London's one of the guys I profiled in my favorites fantasy piece this week. And uh, I think it's like a buy low opportunity based on mm -hmm. what he didn't do last week. Just one reception, eight yards. So like just in terms of uh, kind of the market dynamics, I think his market is probably a little bit depressed this week because he did nothing last week. Yeah. And against a, a, a tough Jets matchup there for him last week as well, where I mean, we know how this Atlanta Falcons team likes to kind of move the ball here. They like to run a lot, so you can't really expect London to get much through the air here. But things might be different here against a, a much tougher offense. Uh, so it seems like there probably be a lot of scoring, as implied by the total in that game. Let's flip over to our next game. We're going to look towards the Rams heading into Baltimore to face the Ravens. Baltimore minus 7.5 right now, minus 103 over at Pinnacle. Another weather game totals at 39.5. Uh, not as depressed as that New York Jets game. Excuse me, New York Jets. Houston total, but still relatively low if you look at both the teams involved here. Jack, you're you're looking at this one right now. Totals at 39 and a half, juiced towards the over minus 112. Just going to touch on the weather here again. Similar situ situation to the New York Jets. 15 mile per hour winds, chances of gusts of over 20 miles per hour, and it seems like rain throughout the entire game here, according to Roto Grinders. Uh, you so you have Jack, you have a player prop you want to touch on you have a running back you want to touch on here uh, and i love this little handicap so i'm just going to leave the floor to you take it away <laughs> I love these. yeah it, it is a weather game which makes this one a little bit scary um but mm -hmm. i i don't think it's going to be as dire as some of the games we've seen in the past that saints browns game uh last year comes to mind i, I don't think it's going to be a game environment in which that these teams are just not going to be able to throw the ball at all um i'm seeing like 10 to 15 mile an hour winds and some rain which is not great weather uh for a running back under but it's definitely not like devastating um mm -hmm. and i'm going with gus edwards under nine and a half carries in this game we saw in the ravens final game before their bye keaton mitchell got the start and out carried uh gus edwards nine to eight and justice hill after having three carries over the previous two weeks he got back involved with five carries including three in the first half and one on the final drive when they were trying to ice out the game. So this this looks to me like it's still a three-person committee, but the main factor for me is that Keaton Mitchell has been so effective and then he got the start and led the team in carries in their last game before the bye. Now they've had a bye week. There's a long uh we have a long history and there's some some narrative stuff about rookies coming out of a bye. Um so I think we could see Keaton Mitchell expand his carries lead. We are factoring in the weather um and 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 all that and we have gus edwards with a median of eight carries so i'm taking the under uh on the nine and a half all right and we got best price in market here to, it seems to be a minus 120 on the under nine and a half you're gonna lock it in uh for a full unit love what you mentioned there about keaton mitchell i mean he does look great with in the few spurts that he's gone and like you said the rush attempts have steadily gone up over time and his rushing attempt total right now is around that nine and a half here. So the books seem to not really know what's happening. Plus add in the factor of Justice Hill here. Uh, I, I like the fact that you're going to ride with the hot hand on this one. Let's flip over to the four o'clock slate and look at the one of the biggest matchups on the board this week. We got the Buffalo Bills heading into Kansas City uh, at 425 here to play the Chiefs. Uh, KC, uh, the Chiefs right now, minus one, minus 113 over at Pinnacle's total sitting at 48 and a half here. Matt, you're looking towards the quarterback. You're looking towards Patrick Mahomes uh, for one of his props here. So without bearing the lead, Matt, just take take it away. 
Yeah, this this is fascinating to me. Patrick Mahomes, let me see, uh, under 32 and a half is where I bet it. It's mm-hmm. still available at that number at some books. It is. It has moved down to 31 and a half at some others, and then it's actually 29 and a half now at one book. Wow. Uh, all of those numbers, I think, are still bettable. Um, this is, and I would actually love your guys' feedback on this. I think this line is just so out of touch with reality. Uh, last week, Mahomes' rushing yardage prop was 20 and a half, and then now it's 32 and a half. The highest it has been this year is 26 and a half. The highest it was last year was 27 and a half. Now, like Mahomes, I think is having a really good year as a runner, like the best year of his career as a runner, 27.6 yards per game. But uh, even so, he's gone over 32 and a half in just three of 12 games this year. And the Bills, um, it's not as if they are like especially vulnerable on the ground with quarterbacks. They've allowed 19.3 yards rushing per game to quarterbacks this year, and only one game have they allowed a quarterback to go over 32 and a half. So, like, the question is, like, why is this number so high? And my theory is like kind of twofold. There's some recency bias in here. The one game in which they did allow a quarterback to go off, that was the last game they played. That was Jalen Hurts, who had 14 carries, 65 yards rushing, but 27 of those came in overtime. So, you know, one is Jalen Hurts, and I don't think it's super representative, but, you know, it there is like the recency bias angle here. And then also, Mahomes has five games against the Bills, five starts, uh, two of them in the postseason, and he's had 192 yards rushing on 34 carries in those games. So I think there's like a kind of specificity bias where like books might be looking like not only, but like primarily at what Mahomes has done against the Bills. Uh, and that could be impacting why this line is so high. But like still, even if you take those things into account and you think like Mahomes becomes like a rushing monster against the Bills, like a lot of that happened in the postseason. Like it's just kind of a different game uh, with Mahomes. And so this number, like 32 and a half, it just feels so outrageously high. I have this projected at, uh, let me see, 23.7. So, I mean, I don't know. There's almost no number like low enough that they can move this where I still wouldn't be betting it. You know, like maybe 26 and a half for me, like around there would be the cutoff 27 and a half. But given that the low market in the market right now is 29 and a half, I still think there's like plenty of room for this to run. But why why do you guys think this number is what it is? Or, or do you think that like this number is reasonable? What are your thoughts about what this what's happening here with this market? Just to Jack, you want to jump in here? Oh, yeah. I was just going to say this one's actually been bet up, I think, from open. Um, I, I don't know if someone might have uh, released that, but I, I'm with you that I, I think maybe there's some narrative that it's such a big game, um, or at least it's two good teams. Maybe it's not that big of a game considering the Bills record um, and then the the history of Mahomes versus the Chiefs. But I think that that's kind of pretty noisy. Um, so I'd, I'd be with you on the under there. John, any thoughts on this? Yeah, it's recency to me. I don't know. No one's really done it like Matt said. You got a little bit of Hurts. No one else. I think Russell Wilson might have gotten to 30. Trevor <clears throat> T-Law maybe 31. But no one's really tore him up. The pressure rate is there. But the interior tackling is pretty good. I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a narrative thing. Like you said, I was thinking of something a little bit different. I kind of applied to Josh Allen, but he's a little bit more of a pure runner. When you mm-hmm. get your back against the wall, sometimes you will see running quarterbacks take off faster 
like so yeah. with that's your thesis even that's not really it here i don't know i think it's i think it's too high like i said i think probably should be in the high 20s like it probably should be a 27 now not having moved towards 30 already so yeah i think it's at least a few yards over yeah and he's only gone over this total three times uh of the the total being 32 and a half here three times this season um and Justin Tingwald in the in the comments is just mentioning maybe it could be a combo of Pacheco out and a big game so he rushes more. I could see that logic, but at the same time, like you mentioned, Matt, I just don't buy like the the pass rush of this Buffalo Bills getting to Patrick Mahomes so much this game that it's going to be a problem where he's just going to start rolling out and running. Uh, I don't know. It, it seems to be a narrative thing here, but anyways, we're going to stick uh, stick on on with the show and move yeah. on to he'll, our next he'll topic. Drop back fifty times without thinking about it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, yeah, locked in at 32 and a half under minus 10, 110, excuse me, uh, widely available price there. Uh, let's stick with this game, though, Jack. You have another prop that you want to mention uh, in this game here. Something that's I found interesting was receiving props over uh, in afternoon and night games in the, in the Chiefs Stadium tend to be lower than normal or they seem to go under more uh, more than they normally would here. I wonder, one, if that has anything to do with your prop here. Um, but without bearing the lead, just let us know a bit about this prop here. Uh, what is it? What do you got? Yeah, I'm going with uh, Khalil Shakir under 32 and a half receiving yards. This one has been bet down. Um, and it, it's less about that that you mentioned. And I, it's more about Dawson Knox potentially returning. He's been a full practice all week. I did see uh, while we were on the show that they, they listed him as questionable. Um, the logic here is is basically assuming Knox plays after practicing fully the whole week. So if he if we get news that for whatever reason he's going to sit, uh, I would not bet this one anymore. But I think after this practice participation, it's fair to assume he's in. And we could see more 12 personnel. I've, this has been around where Khalil Shakir has been for a lot of the a lot of the uh, time that Knox has been out. He has seen a little bit of an uptick in usage over the past couple of weeks. But I think with Knox coming back, he doesn't have to be back to the role he was playing early in the season for this to be a pretty easy under. I think as long as he is playing anything more than like five to ten snaps and running, you know, more than five routes or so, then that's a pretty significant impact on Shakir. I'm assuming that Dalton Kincaid has done enough to be an every down player at this point. I just don't see how they can take him off the field. And so that would leave Shakir as the guy who is more vulnerable uh, from Knox's return. And so I'm taking the the under 32 and a half um, against what has been, I think, a pretty underrated uh, Chiefs defense so far this year, especially in the secondary. Yeah, for sure. One of the best defenses Patrick Mahomes has played with, I guess, alongside. I don't know how, how you describe that there. But yeah, this, this Chiefs defense has been very good for them, kind of keeping them in games where their offense kind of hasn't been putting up those gaudy uh, numbers that we're used to here. Um, so... Yeah, going to lock that in at the under 32 and a half here. Um, and best price in market was one for, minus 114. Uh, so, yeah, uh, seems like there's a couple 31 and a half. Seems like it might start to trickle down a little bit. Love the handicap there with the uh, 12 personnel likely increasing in usage for the Buffalo Bills here. Got two more props to go here, guys, before we get into the next two props. So just a quick reminder, smash that like button does a lot for us in the algorithm. If you're watching, if you're listening to us in the background here, just pop over to the YouTube channel, hit that like button. It takes two seconds uh, to do that. And it does a massive, massive help for us on YouTube. We appreciate you guys every time you do this. Going to stick with the four o'clock slate here. Going to head over to the 405 game uh, between the Minnesota Vikings and the Las Vegas Raiders. Minnesota Vikings road favorites, minus three, minus 107 over at Pinnacle. Total is at 40 and a half. Uh, shaded a little bit towards the over 
at minus 108 here. John, uh, you're looking at one of the one of the receivers on the Raiders here. So uh, give us your prop ladder for this game. Let's hear it. Yeah, one more reception ladder. A little bit out of character for the show, but I'm going I'm to go with a good player. Let's start betting on some good players. Maybe I can turn it around. Give me Devontae Adams on the Raiders and his reception yard ladder. A little bit of disrespect here. The baseline is at plus 75, 75 yards at plus 115. Devontae Adams is a get off the bus with 75 yards kind of guy. And the plus 100 yards is at plus 330. We know he's a pop for that, obviously. So let's get into it. He's gone over 75 yards five times this year. He's had 10 or more targets four times this year. And he's averaging 78 yards each of the last, over the last three games, I should say, with O'Connell. He's at 55% more targets than anyone else on the team. He plays every single down, 31% target per route, more than two yards per route run, nearly 12 yards per reception. Again, checking those boxes when you're looking for yardage props, 31% of the team targets. 50% of the team air yards and 22% explosive receiving rate. That's with AOC, Aiden O'Connell on the center. Again, he's not, he's the greatest, but it's not unreasonable to expect some kind of growth or even just in line with like the Browning principle that we just saw. Just target your number one, just throw the ball at him and hope that good things happen. Minnesota D, they're not any good, especially the past D. Again, it sounds like the Tampa argument. Heavy zone, heavy too high, heavy cover three. They're very soft. They're dead last in completion percentage allowed. That number's at 70%. They've also allowed the fifth most receptions to wide receivers, and they've had their struggles with big-time number ones. Again, like, who doesn't? But them especially, Olave, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and DJ Moore all smoked them. I think that was the 215-yard game in there also. So we know you can get it to Minnesota, and I think the Raiders know where the ball has to go. So, again, 75 yards should be pretty gettable in this one. I mean, man, if I can't get Devontae Adams to 75 yards, i got to look for something else to do. <laughs> Sounds good here. And the total in this game sitting at 40 and a half here. Uh, not the highest, but I mean, for, for the Raiders team with not too many weapons here, like you said, seems like they should probably pass funnel to uh, Devontae Adams here. It should, should help them out a lot in the passing game. Final prop of the day, guys, before we head out here. Matt, you wanted to look at the Sunday night football game. Got some Sunday night football action for you guys. Philadelphia Eagles against the Dallas Cowboys. One, probably going to be one of the more exciting games of the year. And a lot of implications for that uh, that first spot in the, the NFC uh nfc nfc uh south there so um let's let's get right into it philadelphia plus three and a half minus 112 uh total sitting at 52 uh minus 101 here slightly juiced towards the under uh matt you got uh you got a little quez watkins best for us here a little little bit of a greasy one i think i think i mandated you give us one greasy bet a a, a show here so uh without getting with without stepping in the way here take it away yeah uh i feel like this is in the um intelligently degenerate bucket hopefully i love it um i mean it's it's yeah disgusting like quez Watkins with dallas goddard returning um with what deandre swift can do and gainwell mm. can do in the passing game Watkins might be like i don't know like the fourth at best most important person in the passing game maybe like the fifth or sixth like yeah. it's just disgusting to to talk about a player like this but uh, i do think there's value there under 20 and a half receiving yards is what I bet originally. This has dropped down to, uh, I think, like 17 and a half, 16 and a half across the market. And actually, 16 and a half, 15 and a half across the market. And I still think that's like 
right on the fringe of being bettable. I have this projected at 11.1. So I'd probably still be willing to take it at that number of 15, 16 and a half. Um, but he's gone over uh, 17 and a half. Let me see here. He's gone over 17, hit 17 once, gone over 17 one other time. Uh, the most recent of which was four targets, three receptions, 28 yards this past week. Um, but two of those targets, 20 of those yards were in the fourth quarter when the Eagles trailed by more than three touchdowns. So I think what he did last week isn't really representative of what he's going to do this week, especially with Goddard returning, given that. And I'm like assuming that it's close to 100% that Goddard's returning. He's practiced in full for multiple days in a row. I think it's pretty much locked in. So with Goddard there, with Brown and Devontae Smith there, I think there's just not enough room in the passing in the passing game for Watkins. And like I understand this is such a low number now that like he could hit the over with like one reception. Like that is within the range of outcomes. But uh I think like the balance of probabilities is that like we see Watkins with one reception for like 12 yards and uh the under cash is here. Yeah, that makes sense here. And if you just take a look at the snap counts as well, it seems like uh, the snap shares, I know he just returned from injury, so that might be affecting things, but we still have Ol- Olamide Zacchaeus playing snaps for them. They have Julio, Julio Jones, which is, I don't know why they signed him, but he's still playing yeah. snaps for them. I mean, there's a lot of, lot of melds uh, to feed here in this so, offense. A lot of Yeah, so Julio, I think, is probably going to be out this week uh, mm-hmm. with like a groin injury, but like even with that, he's. I would imagine that Watkins is going to be kind of splitting snaps with uh, Olamide Sakias, and then of course, like with Goddard there, like yeah. I think Watkins is basically just like a wind sprinter at this point. Yeah, that's what it feels like here, especially in in such a such a big game for the Eagles this week. I mean, you got to think they're targeting AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. They're rolling with their big guns here. Um, yeah, so that just about does it for today, guys. If you enjoy the show, please hit that like button. Please hit that subscribe button. It does a massive uh, help for us on YouTube. And a reminder, you can find all of our plays tracked live here on the show. We track them over on BetStamp. Just search Forward Progress HQ. You can see it right above my head. Search that on BetStamp. Click Find Betters. And you can follow us if, in case you ever miss, miss a show. You'll be notified while we track our plays live here. A quick reminder before we head out here, Sunday live at 11 a.m. Eastern time. We do it every single week. Week 14, Rob is back for the pizza buffet where he runs through the entire week 14 board and calls out his favorite picks that are still remaining. So if you're looking for bets Sunday morning, you don't have any, what are you doing? Go back to the Wednesday show. Place your bet. Go, go look at our best bets from yesterday. Watch back this show. Place the bets you like from uh, today. And then if you're stuck on Sunday somehow without any bets, Check out Rob. Uh, he's live every time. A lot of fun. We'll get a lot of people in the chat for that one. And then finally, uh, on at live at 8 p.m. Eastern at night, excuse me, oh, we have forward progress with Clive Bigsby and Rob Pizzolo. They run through the week thir- week 14, what happened, uh, what, what we missed, kind of a, a reaction show. And then we look ahead to week 15 lines here. It's crazy how far it is into the season already. It feels like just yesterday we started doing this thing, guys. So make sure you check it out. And if you want to be notified every time we go live, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Uh, All right, that just about does it for us today, guys. So for myself, for John, for Jack, for Matt, this has been Forward Progress, powered by Pinnacle on the Hammer Betting Network. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in and good luck on your bets this weekend. We'll catch you later. 